All right. Um, before I get started on everything, I have a question for today. And it is, are ramen noodles considered gourmet food? I want you all to think about that because uh, yesterday while I was writing my sermon, uh, Karen asked me what kind of gourmet meal I would like to have, and I said ramen noodles would be just fine. <laughs> I didn't get ramen noodles anyway. I got Chinese. Um, I have one other thing I want to read before I get into the scripture reading. This is Revelations um, chapter 7, verses 15 and 16. Therefore, they are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will dwell among them. They shall neither hunger any more nor thirst any more. The sun shall not strike them nor any heat. That scripture alone is enough to, for anybody in South Georgia to become a believer, especially if you work outside. Our scripture reading is First John, if I can find it, chapter 2, verses 1 through 6 and 9 through 11. My dear children... I'm writing this so that you will not sin. But if anyone does, does sin, we have an advocate who pleads our case before the Father. He is Jesus Christ, the one who is truly righteous. He himself is the sacrifice that atones for our sins. And not only our sins, but the sins of the world. And we can be sure that we know him if we obey his commandments. If someone claims, I know God, but doesn't obey his commandments, that person is a liar and is not living in the truth. But those who obey God's word truly show how completely they love him. This is how we know we are living in him. Those who say they live in God should live their lives as Jesus did. If anyone claims... I am living in the light, but hates a Christian brother or sister, that person is still living in darkness. Anyone who loves another brother or sister is living in the light and does not cause others to stumble. But anyone who hates another brother or sister is still living and walking in darkness. Such a person does not know the way to go, having been blinded by the darkness. This is the word of God for the people of God. <clears throat> And I did some history on this. Um, this epistle was written in Ephesus between 95 and 110 A.D. The author is believed to be John the Apostle. And the Gospel of John and the three uh, epistles of John, there was no signed author. So they believe it was John, and they believe that because... The way it was written is all the same. John wrote this first letter advising Christians on how to discern true teachers because at that time, even that early, there was people that were 
what they called antichrist um, just because they were against Christ. Um, he said, you could judge them by their ethics, their proclamation of Jesus in the flesh, and by their love. John started this letter as dear children, as he was around 100 years old when he wrote it. He was writing to a group of churches where false prophets were denying the incarnation of Jesus and caused a great succession so substantial that the Orthodox remnant was sadly depleted. But even as a 100 AD, there were people saying God hadn't walked on earth and there had to be hundreds of thousands of people that saw Jesus perform these miracles, healing the sick, raising the dead, walking on water, and of course, dying on the cross and rising from the dead himself three days later. John tells these churches and us that obey God's commandments. If you say you know God but don't obey his command, commandments, then you are a liar. It's plain and simple. I believe he is really talking about those who chose to disobey God and do it willingly. I believe that this because Jesus is our advocate that pleads our case before God when we sin when we sin and truly regret what we have done almost as soon as we have done it. John writes that he is not giving a new commandment, but an old one, to love one another. Jesus lived this commandment. He preached it all the time. Love one another. No side rules. No love one another except the Baptists. No love one another except the Russians. No exceptions at all this to me is easy yet hard it's very easy to love y'all y'all are my Christian brothers and sisters but sometimes it's hard to love somebody I mean me and my sister we butt heads just like two billy goats I mean, we can't be in the room for five minutes most of the time without getting in an argument. But I still love her. She's my sister. And I wrote down, I should have read this. This is a uh, Clint Eastwood movie hit. But my sister has the ability to flip my switch from the good to the bad and the ugly. If you know any Clint Eastwood movies, that's one of them. Um, as many of you know, I'm divorced, and my ex could get me mean and nasty in a heartbeat. Um, to get over this, these types of situations, we have to learn how to forgive. It's very difficult sometimes, extremely difficult. <clears throat> but when we truly become able to do this, it heals us. It gets the anger and hatred out of our hearts, and that's what God wants. He doesn't want an ugly heart. He wants love in your heart. Um, it also helps us relax and breathe and smile. And we get to smile in the face of our enemies. In Romans twelve nineteen through 21, Lord says, Dear friends, 
Never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the scripture says, I will take revenge. I will pay them back, says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they're thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their heads. That's the word of God for the people of God also. That verse alone has probably saved me from losing my mind several times when I was going through my divorce. If you live long enough and God wills it, you'll be able to see his vengeance. Some people call it karma or whatever, but you could be standing there and actually see when you're calm, they just, they flip their lid. So... Let God heal your heart, fill it with love, get all the anger and hatred out, learn how to relax and breathe. John also writes that if someone claims they are living in the light but hates a Christian brother or sister, that person is still living in the darkness. If you love another brother or sister, you are living in the light and do not cause others to stumble. When John uses the word stumble, I believe he was referring to their walk with Christ. And by helping them out, by loving them, and helping them, we make their walk easier. I hope that our love for each other here in this church makes all of our walks of faith in Christ hazard-free. And I'd like to end with a prayer. Dear Lord, Let your love and light shine down on each and every one of us. Lord, let your love spread to everyone so that we make their faith in Christ strong and that it helps remove any obstacle in their path. I ask in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen.